but now this door, this secret passageway, stood open, and there was a steady stream of people through it, and she was saddened that this little piece of magic had been taken from her. Tea was served, and drinks were poured, and little sandwiches were passed around on silver trays, and Stephanie watched the mourners casually appraise their surroundings. The major topic of hushed conversation was the will. Gordon wasn't a man who inspired or even demonstrated any great affection, so no one could predict who would inherit his substantial fortune. Stephanie could see the greed seep into the watery eyes of her father's other brother, a horrible little man called Fergus, as he nodded sadly and spoke somberly and pocketed the silverware when he thought no one was looking. Fergus's wife was a thoroughly dislikable, sharp-featured woman named Beryl. She drifted through the crowd, deep in unconvincing grief, prying for gossip and digging for scandal. Her daughters did their best to ignore Stephanie. Carol and Crystal were twins, fifteen years old, and as sour and vindictive as their parents. Whereas Stephanie was dark-haired, tall, slim and strong, they were bottle-blonde, stumpy, and dressed in clothes that made them bulge in all the wrong places. Apart from their brown eyes, no one would guess that the twins were related to her. She liked that. It was the only thing about them she liked. She left them to their petty glares and snide whispers, and went for a walk. The corridors of her uncle's house were long and lined with paintings. The floor beneath Stephanie's feet was wooden, polished to a gleam, and the house smelled of age, not musty exactly, but experienced. These walls and these floors had seen a lot in their time, and Stephanie was nothing but a faint whisper to them. Here one instant, gone the next. Gordon had been a good uncle, arrogant and irresponsible, yes, but also childish and enormous fun, with a light in his eyes, a glint of mischief. When everyone else was taking him seriously, Stephanie was privy to the winks and the nods and the half-smiles that he would shoot her way when they weren't looking. Even as a child she felt she understood him better than most. She liked his intelligence and his wit, and the way he didn't care what people thought of him. He'd been a good uncle to have. He taught her a lot. She knew that her mother and Gordon had briefly dated, courted, her mother had called it, but when Gordon had introduced her to his younger brother, it was love at first sight. Gordon liked to grumble that he had never got more than a peck on the cheek, but he had stepped aside graciously, and had quite happily gone on to have numerous torrid affairs with numerous beautiful women. He used to say that it had almost been a fair trade, but that he suspected he had lost out. Stephanie climbed the staircase, pushed open the door to Gordon's study and stepped inside. The walls were filled with the framed covers from his best sellers and shared space with all manner of awards. One entire wall was made up of shelves jammed with books, there were biographies and historical novels and science texts and psychology tomes, and there were battered little paperbacks stuck in between. A lower shelf had magazines, literary reviews and quarterlies. Stephanie passed the shelves which housed the first editions of Gordon's novels and approached the desk. She looked at the chair where he died, trying to imagine him there. How he must have slumped. And then, a voice so smooth it could have been made of velvet. At least he died doing what he loved. She turned, surprised, to see the man from the funeral in the overcoat and hat standing in the doorway. 
The scarf was still wrapped, the sunglasses still on, the fuzzy hair still poking out. His hands were gloved. Yes, Stephanie said, because she couldn't think of anything else to say. At least there's that. You're one of his nieces then? The man asked. You're not stealing anything. You're not breaking anything. So I'd guess you're Stephanie. She nodded and took the opportunity to look at him more closely. She couldn't see even the tiniest bit of his face beneath the scarf and sunglasses. Were you a friend of his? She asked. He was tall, this man, tall and thin, though his coat made it difficult to judge. I was, he answered with a move of his head. This slight movement made her realize that the rest of his body was unnaturally still. I've known him for years. Met him outside a bar in New York when I was over there, back when he had just published his first novel. Stephanie couldn't see anything behind